guys, welcome back to Teen Talk. Today I'm here with Dahlia, and we just kind of wanted to sit down and talk. Um, we are currently on winter break, um, I cut my hair, and that's kind of, I guess, the catalyst of this episode. But we're going to be talking about much more than hair. Alright, so if you know me, I've kind of found an identity in my hair. Um, from any point in time, I've always like really had long hair, and it was always like to my waist at the very least. Um, but... Yeah, I was always complimented on my hair, and that just kind of, like, I don't know, it gave me a confidence boost, you know, if I my hair doesn't look good, I don't look good that day, um, type thing, but, yeah, so, when I was, like, beginning high school, I kind of knew I wanted to cut my hair, and I was like, it'll be a freeing thing, um, I'll donate it, you know, it'll help someone else. Um, because I think that a lot of people, like, find, or a lot of women especially, find their confidence and their looks, like, in their hair. Like, ha hair can really change a person, um, and how they look. Like, I've seen those TikTok transformations for guys especially, like, but anyway, um, I kind of just kept putting it off. Like, I feel like I talked to you a lot about, about, about it. Yeah, I would tell people, like, oh, I'm gonna wait until, like, the summer, because obviously in the summer it gets really hot you know, it's hot, and it's, we're in Arkansas, <laughs> and it's hot, um, but, yeah, and then I was like, I'll push it back for graduation, senior portraits, whatever, um, so I went to college with really long hair, I was again known as the girl with really, really long hair, um, and I had experience with hair colors, like, I've dyed, a, like, a front strip of my hair, um, and it went from, like, uh, brown to light brown to bleach to blue to red um and I've kind of like had fun with that but I think until I was finally sick of it I didn't realize how much worth I put of myself into what my hair looks like every day and it got to the point where I couldn't even really style it because at this point it was past my butt um and I came home from college for my winter break and I was like walking around after I just took a shower and my mom was like you need a trim and I was like maybe I should just chop it off because after all these years it's been like for one seven years of growing it out at least past my shoulders because I did a little bit of the chop in sixth grade um but I was just sick of it so like that night we were wrapping Christmas presents and my sister I know she listens to these but she came over and she cut my hair and I cut 16 inches off and it felt really freeing. Like, I don't know. I've, I've been talking a lot. So if you want to, like, pitch in and talk about, like, anything I, with that. I think hair carries energy. Mm -hmm. And I think it carries weight. And I think that cutting hair can be very liberating. Yeah. What a lot of women have been conditioned to believe, and of course, this is from a feminist perspective, but a lot of women have been conditioned to believe that they must have long hair to be beautiful. There's this theory of long hair with no makeup versus short hair with a lot of makeup mm -hmm. and so women with short hair tend to wear more makeup than women with long hair and it's interesting because it shows you that women think subconsciously that hair makes up for it in a way yeah. but then you ask the question what do you mean by makeup for it so there's no doubt long hair is very beautiful i've had long hair for most of my life i had my own journey i had a very uh, short head of hair when <laughs> i was a kid I I really liked it though. It was very convenient. I did get, you know, some flack for it as a kid and 
I don't really care though because in my opinion you look better than all the boys hair like I was <laughs> like okay I have the same cut but you know I get along with everyone in class better so that's what I thought yeah um and then as I grew older I think when I was around like 12 years old middle school it grew to my shoulders and I was totally chill with that I was like I mm-hmm. think this is what I'm gonna do now eighth grade year I hadn't noticed but between sixth and eighth grade year it had grown to uh below my chest so it got a lot longer and I was treated differently because Mm -hmm. of it absolutely no doubt and of course I had external factors I was growing I had lost a lot of weight I was very thin my eighth and ninth grade tenth grade year and I had long hair and that combination in a way made me feel like that's where a lot of my worth came from Mm -hmm. the thing also about hair is like when I was in high school I would get called or treated differently by my hair and it was a different type of experience when I had long hair I would get more like sexualized frequently Mm -hmm. and then when I had shorter hair I received homophobic kind of threats Mm -hmm. like I would be called slurs I would be called because that's that's associated with you know the girl short hair people have this stereotype of oh she likes girls and I think that's like really strange to just mm-hmm. kind of still hold because everyone like you know conducts themselves differently expresses themselves differently and a haircut shouldn't make you just assume something means someone like that that's the biggest thing about like hair is that like you tie someone's hair to their entire identity like subconsciously mm-hmm. people don't even know yeah. if you do that it's like oh she has long hair she probably is more like this and she has short hair she probably is more like this i'm like i'm not even gonna lie i've done that probably subconsciously when i see a girl with shorter hair in my brain i'm naturally like maybe she's more academic or maybe she's more into reading and when i see a girl with long hair i think okay maybe she's more into fashion or makeup and that's just how my brain like naturally conducts itself like mm-hmm. it's like it, and that's just conditioning you know what i mean yeah like hair is not a tool of like something you use to just market yourself to everyone it's like something that you feel is very personal to you which i've actually yeah. really loved watching your hair journey um, alongside whether it be in time periods where I was seeing you every day or seeing you just in Instagram photos every couple of weeks I just really enjoyed the fact that like it did carry so much with you but recently as we've talked about I feel like you chopping it off like allows you to breathe because it gets so long and then it just becomes a hassle and you have to brush all the time and like I had a slight trim about like two months ago because I had a lot of knots and I wasn't really taking care of it. Even if you take care of it, I have like wavy hair. Sometimes it's straight, sometimes it's curly. It does its own thing, has a mind of its own. Mm-hmm. And I took out all the knots and then I like trimmed it and I think it's kind of grown back to where it was. But it feels a lot healthier. Yeah. And <clears throat> I've honestly been contemplating about cutting my hair. Again, sophomore year, I cut my hair and that was a really large trim because it got to the point where it was like literally like where my butt is. And yeah. I just, I cut it, like, shoulder length, and I remember I came back, and a lot of guys were really pissed at me, who I, you know, wasn't even uh, romantically involved with or anything, mm. they were like, why would you cut your hair, like, that made That's, you look so much yeah. better, and I was like, well, why do you think you have the right to comment on what I look like, I'm not trying to, you know, look look good for you, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel more free and like this, and I feel like it's kind of liberating, um, goes into the negatives, of course, where it's like, you do something for yourself, and typically when you actually do something for yourself it's against what men want therefore um 
they get upset with it. But I'll, I'll yeah. Oh well, I just wanted to say I think it's a lot about like for me my identity. I was always the, known as the girl like the Asian girl with long hair. So yeah. that was like a little hurtful in some sense because when I was like starting to like think about chopping it off, I would get so many stark different comments. Um. Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> You're all good. You're all good. No. Clap is fine. <laughs> Clapping. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would ev- – some people would be like, yes, go for it. Do it. And other people would like, be like, no, I love your long hair. And to the people that said that, it's not any hate at all. But, like, it wasn't necessarily like I looked at those people because I know some people are listening that said that. And it's no way any offense to me. But for people in general, it's like that's kind of how they saw me. Like, that's their first – idea of me and I was kind of worried about losing myself and I just want to preface like I did cut like 15 16 inches off my off my head but again it's still very long like it's past my chest still and like it's I don't know like it's not so different that it's weird but I don't know because I've done a lot of people's hair at school I cut my own layers um I've great thank you um I've dyed like three four people's hair in college and like i think it's i'm not saying like caring about your hair is bad at all i think it's like good and freeing in another aspect because i can put my hair up in a claw clip now and it's not like weighing me down and i can put my hair in curls i love that i love Thank claw you. clips yes. so much the white women were killing <laughs> that one. Oh, honestly i love it because it's so like easy and i don't have that little mm. hair tie knot i those and scrunchies people like because they like went in a- went in and out like now it, like i feel a little like cringy wearing a scrunchie I, on my I wrist like scrunchies but like if i do like a, a folktale look or like or if i do like a ponytail yeah like a high ponytail i really love 2000s fashion yeah. lindsay lohan paris hilton i love that type yes. of cheetah print thing so i will oh I well have, i hate cheetah print okay <laughs> we'll save this for you there but i love like the hot pink like the cheetah print i have like a lot of um velvet stuff and I wear like cheetah print scrunchies and it just I feel like we had like no representation of like Arab women who are into that type of fashion sense so I was so there's something like really that kind of uh this is a little bit off topic but at school I had like this girl come up to me and she was like off topic on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) I love that there was this girl come up to me and she was like OMG like I've never seen someone who isn't like white wear that style and she was right she was right like like, and she was she was brown I'm pretty sure and it was like I was like oh my god like why have we not seen brown Arab girls uh Asian girls in like 2000s like print like it's it's so fun to wear and like different fashion expressions alt stuff and now I'm seeing like women of color into that which makes me really happy yeah no that just like made me think of something like because I don't know everything about, like, how you grew up, but I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood in a predominantly white school, and there's nothing wrong. Like, my pa- it wasn't like my parents are being negative either. Like, I am adopted, and I am, like, into a white family. Um, so, like, there are things – I don't know. It's not really anybody's problem necessarily. It's just, like, a part of growing up as an Asian-American adoptee and even just being ethnic in, Absolutely. like – predominantly white spaces like one you don't see representation every time I went somewhere someone told me I look like Mulan and yeah Mulan and Jasmine yeah that was my anybody with dark hair and non-white features and they're like oh it's because it's you're so pretty and it's just like 
I don't know. Because I know, I'm not trying to compare and be like, it's much worse because, like, I guess, like, black girls only have Tiana, that type of thing. But just, like, I don't know. Like, it's... I know what you're saying. It's it's so weird because, like, I feel like there was never an actual try. Like, there, no one was actually attempting to make us feel I do think that they're doing a lot better now, though. For sure, With for sure. Encanto, and that sounded really weird. And... Encantado? I'm not exactly Encantado. Sure. <laughs> Maybe we are the problem. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but like cute that and, by and Swift. Luca and Moana. Um, like I think kids are getting a lot of better representation. Oh, yeah, but when we were children, that Ariel. didn't exist. What? When we were children, that didn't exist. Not at all. I mean, at, le- not s- at, at least not to the extent that I kind of like wished it was. And I do think we're taking better strides towards that. Absolutely. Oh yeah, we've 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 changed a lot since like the world yeah and the whole world has changed there's so oh, many yeah. different aspects um that have changed but i don't know like i don't even know where i was going with that <laughs> just spewing stuff that i think about because like it's it is a struggle it's definitely a struggle like with my personal thing like finding myself as like um being too asian for white people and too white for Asian people sometimes. And that right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that you can like with any with a lot of any with a lot of minorities you can just fill in the blank right Honestly, there. Yeah. Um I get the I have been called let's see. I've been called Hispanic, I've been called Latina, I've been called Indian, I've been called mixed. Um Arab is not typically what comes to Yeah. Mind. Because I don't know, some people don't like, that's something I found in college. There are, like, some, like, what's it called? Enlightened white people <laughs> that just know, Knowledgeable like, white people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> enlightened. Enlightened. I love that term, though. But yeah. um, it's not necessarily that it's some people's fault. It's just they've grown up around, like, people of color and, like, definitely some people at Central. Like, shout out Lauren. Lauren, like, Lauren love you. knows. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes it's just frustrating that, like, some people can very, some people can be very disconnected, and it's not really their fault, but you just wish it was better. Yeah, like, sometimes it's just, like, it's out of sheer ignorance. I think at this point, you have access to everything from your fingertips. If I mispronounce something that's, like, from not from my culture, I'm like, no, I'm gonna go search this up and learn it. 100%. Yeah. Like, you know, when people started, I mean, like, I recently saw on TikTok, some white person used the miswak, which is something that Arabs and I believe parts of Asia use as well. And they were calling it like a wood wooden toothbrush. And I was just like, it would have taken me about five seconds to Google that up. Yeah. Like you can spend all that time on Twitter. You can at least Wow. <laughs> that was a lot of energy in that word. <laughs> Twitter. I, 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 you know, I don't loathe a lot of things in this life, but Twitter is just something that I feel like I I know that some people can use it uh, to publicly express their opinions. I use it recreationally. I know a lot. I think in the what what is the word I'm trying to look in the sector that you're in, quote unquote. No one can see me doing it, but um, being a political scientist. Yes, poli sci. (laughs) <laughs> that, that sounds so demeaning, poli sci. Poli sci, but anyway, poli sci. This is discrimination. 
Anyway, what was I even going to... Okay, being in the poli-sci sector, um, yeah, it's very problematic, but I think... Well, obviously, a lot of people use it for, like, sports and news and... Like, I just get on there and have, like, a little laugh sometimes. <laughs> no, that's, that's understandable, but I also feel like, I mean, you know, the people who are on Twitter are on Twitter for a reason. They, not not you necessarily. No, I saw, sorry, I keep interrupting you. One more thing. I saw a thing that said, like, only 10% of Twitter users tweet. And that was crazy to me. Only 10%? I, don't quote me on that. Apparently, a very low percentage of Twitter users actually post. Which is very interesting because then, like, the rest of those people and it's already that are bad. like. <laughs> Imagine if the whole world had something to say. <laughs> Dahlia would have a field day. <laughs> oh my god. You know, a British lady made a hate video about me on TikTok. Oh, you know, well, you know that. I, I, <laughs> I know. Do I know? <laughs> I sent that to you. She was like 24 year old that had Libra in bio. How? delusional can you be i had a british woman call me delusional so i officially made it in life but okay we're not gonna go get into that but we're just okay. gonna say the reading comprehension skills were not there they weren't i was just stating facts she was delusional <laughs> <laughs> well she's british so there's her first flaw <laughs> i have one person in the uk you, you better apologize what? right now um, i love you guys i love tea okay i Did you say i love tea i tea oh <laughs> dahlia also loves teeth <laughs> just to clarify I, I do love teeth i think teeth are beautiful we were talking about hair initially weren't we <laughs> why are you <laughs> this just yeah went, let's go back to this hair this just went off the rails as no, everything that was, that was the point that was the point i like laughing on this podcast i think it's fun very freeing see the problem is much okay like- anyway <laughs> I'm so sorry. We just got out of, like, trying to record a very heavy <laughs> podcast topic. Go ahead and link yourself. Link yourself? What's the, what's the word? Plug. Plug I feel in. so... That I, that sounded really old. What's the so word? I... Wait, what do I plug in? My podcast? My music? You plug in everything. All right. Okay. So, I am formerly known as Dally. I have made music for all my life. I don't need to give you that whole spiel. Formerly but- known. You're 18. <laughs> When will I be able to? <laughs> I feel like we'll get rid of the patriarchy, but Kendra will still find a way to oppress. Uh, Only for her. Right. I, I Liberation for all women except for me, clearly. Except uh, for Delia. That, but, you know, people would actually agree with me on Just that Just plug your stuff, Okay, my bro. apologies. <laughs> I, so, I have a song coming out Friday called... Ma- you have to date it. I'd have to date this. January 5th. By the time I probably get this up, it's probably out. <laughs> January 5th, and. 23 my god it's called mannequins it is my first single as an independent artist if you want to check out my previous music that's dally on spotify if you see calm siren and amethyst those are my songs that are out and i actually have a podcast of my own called femco commentaries with the coalition it's attached to little rock central's high school club that i founded the feminist coalition and we have multiple guests on there we're talking, we're, we're conversing, we're learning. Yeah. And I just want to say, you you need to go listen to that. Not just, like, as being, like, go listen to it. This is my favorite song of hers, hands down. That and another one that she should be releasing soon. All right, look. But, <laughs> anyway. Um, 
Yeah, what else do you want to talk about? Oh my god. I well, I could talk about anything for Anything hours. that is my podcast worthy. <laughs> Not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about can politics you guys tell on she's Leo. Yours? This feels like um a 12-year-old sleepover and we're supposed to be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I have a softball game tomorrow. <laughs> you know what's, what's You didn't get that reference, did you? My brain has not. No. Okay, I'll probably, anyway, it'll probably continue. Take like five minutes from now and I'll start laughing abruptly. <laughs> um, something that I think is really fascinating right now is like we're actually having hair discourse alongside like spiritual discourse. Like people are now being like, oh, what your hair can do to you like people you can get headaches from your hair like spiritual people believe what? that like like hair that carries trauma can manifest in your body like it'll like think <laughs> hold on this is really random <laughs> what'd you say this is really rare oh your hands are really soft <laughs> <laughs> okay Every day I this, wake this up. is off the rails but hopefully you're having fun listening but i like every time i okay the ch- the dining chairs at Hendrix Dining Hall rip my hair out every day, and I eat two meals. Sorry, the light just turned off. I eat two <laughs> meals there every day, so that's like four hairs a day getting pulled out at least by those chairs. And you know how long my hair used to be, because oh, I haven't been back. I think in Central too. Those were horrific. <clears throat> what do you mean you had benches? No, 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 not for during lunch, but like the classroom. Chairs. Oh yeah, 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 but like. Every time I lose a piece of hair, I'm like, wow, you've been on my head for, like, 14 years, and you're leaving me to a chair. It's so, like, that weird, it's a really weird emotional attachment. I promise I didn't, like, cry about it, but it was, like... That is interesting. Yeah, and also just, like, this, I'm sorry, this is not as deep as the thing you were about to get into, but (laughs) the amount of hair I lose to my hairbrush every day... Yeah, no, I know it's normal, and people have talked about it, but, like, how am I literally not bald? Well, do you want me to get into the science of it? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) my Virgo rising is too apparent. Another- Shut (laughs) up, (laughs) dog. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what I was gonna say, again, interrupting you once once more, um- You seem to be good at that. Is, yeah. This is my podcast, so I can do what I want. (laughs) I'm not going to argue with that. But I looked up, like, why our hair on our head grows longer than our eyebrows. Because that always confused me. Like, how does it know when to stop growing? I don't remember what it's called. Because I'm I'm pretty sure it starts with an A, but I don't want to say it wrong. So you can look it up. You can literally just look up why does our hair grow longer on our head than, like, on our face or on our armpits. I don't grow armpits on my chin. But... You don't? <coughs> no. You look, like, hairless. It's crazy. It's just under my arms. No, 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 no. No, but, like, you're, Oh, like, no, I have hair. It's, it's like right there. It's very it's very light, no, which no, is okay. weird compared to... This is this is the contrast. It's the Asian in me. No, no, okay, I'm an Arab. Habibi. Okay. <laughs> Let me lay it down for you. All right. So, I'm a very hairy woman. So... Like, I have, it's not like you can see it, like, where it's very apparent, but you can, maybe you see hair, but it's not, like, crazy dark. But I have a lot of hair, and I actually had an experience one time. There was this guy who asked me out, and then two months later, I was in class, which also, 
look, I'm not saying this from an egotistic perspective or anything. You sure? But the fact that he thought he could talk to me, I think, was, <laughs> was absurd. It was just <laughs> genuinely absurd. Like, I, I, I remember <clears throat> I sat there for a week, like, what am I doing wrong? But the point just is... When you get famous, I'll be your personal secretary, and people won't even be able to talk to you before they get famous. I would love that. Just, no. uh, do you have an appointment? Let, let me get back to you on that. Oh, you just want to say hi? I'll send a letter. <laughs> She's she's busy. Meanwhile, I'm writing about how much I hate Twitter. <laughs> and then posting it on Tumblr. Oh, God. Of course I, you're on Tumblr. I love Tumblr. I Tumblr don't even is, know what Tumblr is. Tumblr's like Twitter if women owned it. Maybe I should get on that. <laughs> I have a Tumblr. I know. I'm not going to drop my Tumblr. Do you, um, who is it? Do you have Pinterest? I do have Pinterest, yeah. I get on Pinterest, like, maybe once every three months. But the time I do get on Pinterest... I will spend hours adding things to my boards. I love Pinterest. It's so good. It's like, this is what I like. This is what you know, the thing with me is like, I'm, I'm, well, okay, I'm an Aquarius first off. And I'm very like sporadic with like. You can't bring that on here. Why not? Your, your astrology, whatever. Not here. <coughs> my whatever. <laughs> my whatever. <laughs> like I'm talking like, like a little like valley girl. And then I'm like, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me switching back and forth. Ain't no fucking way. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> you really hear that? But let, let's keep it. Let's keep it PG. Maybe a little bit of thirteen in there. Uh, a little bit of thirteen, as we're like almost nineteen. We're gonna ignore that. Almost nineteen. That sounded so. I'm eleven and a half. <laughs> oh, today we celebrated Dahlia's sixth birthday. <laughs> oh, we did. We made a red velvet cake. You should nice. go. Um, again, I don't know my editing stuff, but. Um, eventually, when this podcast eventually gets out, there will eventually be a video on my YouTube, Kendra Baldwin. You should also go check that. Psst, don't you talk. Psst. I wasn't going to talk. Yes, you were. <laughs> I'm just getting closer and closer to the yeah, mic. I just, I'm inching, but it doesn't mean I'm going to talk. Okay. Well, anyway, one, go check out my YouTube, Kendra Baldwin. I do, um, vlogs, travel vlogs, school vlogs. They're fun. They're quick and i usually don't talk so if you need something to watch um but anyway the point was that we did the blind deaf and mute cooking challenge just for fun with lauren um and we baked a cake and it was bomb that was the <laughs> um longest i've ever seen dahlia be quiet it was actually really and difficult. you can listen to me like literally scream into my into the mic of my camera because i was wearing <laughs> noise canceling headphones it, it was uh, it was quite the thing to observe, and it was really hard because like I've never been quiet for like even in my sleep. It was I apparently so funny. Sl- I talk in my you sleep. You do. I talk in my sleep. You talk I, so much that you talk in your sleep. I do. But it was I just the concept was so funny to me because Lauren would just be talking and then I would see her mouth moving, but I wouldn't know one she was saying, and Dahlia couldn't respond. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. So. As I was talking about initially before I was interrupted, <laughs> you know, uh, there is like, I, I also, I believe too, it's not just TikTokers, something that I've read into, it's like hair carries a lot of energy. And I've noticed like when I cut my hair off, I just feel a lot lighter, not just physically, but mentally as well. It's like, okay, well, You're I have like, floating. In a, in a way, yes. Like, yeah. it's sober floating. Yeah, I remember like getting my hair cut and just flipping it back and forth. Yeah, it, like... feels, it feels good. And also, it's like, when you take a step, Toward your audience. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot the mic picks that up. 
when you <laughs> when you take a step toward authenticity, it feels really good. It's like 10 p.m. maybe at most. That's but not bad for us. That's not bad. No. That's like six hours before we usually go to sleep. <laughs> also, follow me on TikTok because please I, don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm seeing content on there and other content at the Syrian Siren, which I know is a very you probably didn't catch that. Let me repeat that. At the Syrian Siren. So it's like the is country. Syrian Siren. First of all, I think for a produ- for a producer tag, that would sound sick. But there's a long backstory behind the name. I'm not gonna elaborate on that. Just <laughs> before, like every one of your songs, like Syrian Siren, Syrian Siren, <laughs> Syrian Siren, Syrian Siren, Syrian Siren. But you know what I do think is interesting is that, like, we are taught to do so many things to be perceived in a way but we're also taught like oh be as authentic as you are and be who you are but if who you are is not what we want then don't be who you are that's a horrible thing like the message is always so backhanded to me like i've always always felt this way and i've always been outspoken about it and a lot of people are like dahlia i don't want to hear that because i want to be you know blinded by what i'm told like the idea that like everyone's like embrace who you are until who you are is not what is societally you know accepted Mm -hmm. that's always been a contradiction in my head that i've never really gotten over mm-hmm. like when i hear people say just you know be who you are do what you want and then you do what you want and people are like what is that and it's like of course criticism constructive criticism is important i think people who close their eyes off to any criticism you know i think you're just not going to reach your full potential i think people yeah. who take criticism take it notably well i show a lot of things that everyone like what do you think let me hear feedback let me get it and i oh i always tell people the last thing I want is for you to flatter me. That's the last thing I want. Yeah. I want I want straight feedback because if I can be better, I want to know that so I can perfect what I'm doing. Because you don't want to end up like, who's that one girl that like makes bad songs? She's like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay. I don't know what. It's Her, like Addison Rae. Like, I know. I, what no, there's this one specific artist on TikTok that everyone trolls. And it's like. That's Gail. No, no, no. Not the one that's like. Mm, not actually ABC, not that song that goes F you and your dog and all that. Yeah. There's one artist that takes like rhymes or like pop, I don't know, but it's just so bad. And everyone, like, she opens for some people. And it's just like, my point is, you don't want to get to that point. You don't want to be course, her. Yeah, no, and I'm not trying to hate on her. I definitely think she has potential and she got her foot into the door. And that's why I think, like, some people, some people make bad content. Because it gets attention and you still get paid. That's exactly like, true. media doesn't know what good or bad attention is. And you still get paid. And I'm c- fully convinced that a lot of people who make bad content and do those huge food-wasting videos or are really annoying in front of the camera or use their relationship for clout, they know it's bad. But it gets the most views. That's true. It's so weird. We're drawn to things that are, like, bad. We like to see other people doing That's worse why we're friends. Us. What'd you say? <laughs> That was a little too loud. Okay? <laughs> the mic is too close for that. Um, but but that's it's because we're friends. <laughs> ASMR. Uh, but I do think what's interesting is that like so many people forget that like you 
when you are actively hating on someone, you are benefiting them. Like, the people who listen to the things that I do, but that I've cut off contact with completely, like, you know, either streaming my podcast or my music. Or listening to this podcast because your name is in the title. Or, you know, sending my Instagram stories to their group chats. They're You're old. not as sly as you think. I think they really <laughs> under... No, I'm so serious. This is another thing. I think people underestimate how much girls can find. Oh, absolutely. You can give me a first name, <laughs> and I will find everybody. Like, oh, yeah. I'll find, like, your school. And this is, like, it sounds creepy. But, like, if you people. want me to find someone, like, I'll go, through, I'll go through tags. I'll go through following. And they're just like, how'd you do that? Like, no, we can see that you view our stories. And it's yeah. not, I mean, maybe it is a little bit of an obsession thing. For me, it's, like, I only do it if I'm really on a mission, you know? Like, I mean, I check uh, <clears throat> my like stories for like my accounts where i'm doing things just so i can see like yeah. how people are like listening or watching or what stories grab more attention but then it's like it's very interesting to me how like people who don't speak to me anymore still <laughs> watch my content and you know has that sound <laughs> what's Ariana, what are you doing here <laughs> no no but like you know you know um you know when you are that obsessed with what someone is doing um, I recommend a therapist, maybe a psych ward in extreme cases. You see, it's just your first fan. This happened to <laughs> Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, Eminem. Like, that's crazy to me, too. Like, the amount of literal diehard fans for people oh, yeah. that, for people who don't even know who they are. Because, always yeah, we've talked about this. this concept. Like, I don't know. Olivia Rodrigo. I love her. I've watched her stuff ever since she was an American girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's really talented um, as an actor and a singer and a songwriter. But I don't think editing, making edits for them is weird. I wouldn't do it. But I think, like, decorating your entire room, um, messaging her, or fill in the blank, <laughs> every single day um, as a serious, like, thing and like being like i'm gonna marry you like that's just weird to me and i don't do not want to pursue fame like really on very much any level like again i want to be well off i don't want to be doing that because i'm a celebrity and that's just like my personal take and i don't have anything wrong with people who do do that but i can't imagine someone being like that to me so i have a take on this when i was about like 12 or 18 i had a profound obsession with eminem (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i don't want to expose you but the Uh one time oh my god oh my god when you were listening to the weekend and you were like i was fully convinced as an 11 year old that i could fix the weekend abel i there's nothing wrong with you i love you you are beautiful in every aspect now let me let me get to this okay the weekend though like he's someone when i was okay this is really strange when i was like real okay i've had like really interesting moments where i time in and time out with artists so like the weekend for example i when i was like like 10 years old i absolutely loved listening to trilogy it was like so exhilarating i'm like 10 years old and maybe it's not the best thing to listen to but it was like eminem and it was like the weekend i had it like on repeat all the time and Okay, did I make fan edits? Maybe. Was I a child? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> I did not know this. <laughs> we have to find these. <laughs> I made edits of The Weeknd. I made edits of Zendaya. I made Zendaya ed- is a 
understandable. Exactly. Zendaya is is another thing. Sorry, I keep cutting you off, but we can get to this in a minute. I just want to mention, like, I think Zendaya has really, like, paved the way for, like, a, our generation. Like, um, I don't know. Like, she's just, I don't know. One of the, Some of the, I don't know, like, Zendaya, um, Olivia Rodrigo, Jenna Ortega, Sadie Sink. Like, some of those people, and a lot more from our generation, like, it's so, it's cool to see, like, people our age, a little bit older, a little bit younger, like, taking on big roles in the world, big roles in the real world. Absolutely, like, it's really inspiring. But go on with what you were saying about The Weeknd and Eminem. Well, I (laughs) to to, yeah, I really, I really love them both. Um, I had a, I've had so many fan accounts with God, but the point I'm trying to make, right, is that like when you're a child maybe like 13 years old like i understand like you connect with somebody you you know you feel special you feel whatever towards them they don't know you're there Mm -hmm. they do not know you're real um it's important to be able to live your own life because you can't live your life for someone doesn't know you exist Mm -hmm. and it's like i know it's hard for a lot of people to hear and it's like oh like i would like step on me like run over the truck and like (laughs) it's it's funny it is but then it's also like at what point mm-hmm. are you so obsessed that you're like living your entire life for someone else? Like, you're obsessing over this person's catalog, their this person's discography. Go make your own discography. Go make your own account. Like, even if you want to be famous, go do something with your life. Like, I'm yeah. saying this, and we're, yeah, we're not 13 anymore, but it's like, I understand looking into things like that. But like, you get to a certain age, and it's like, okay, you know, let's let's move on. Let's go forward. Mm-hmm. And like. Also, what you were saying, like, I think there's a lot of, like, Gen Z actors, actresses that have really paved the way, um, whether they be, you know, Metro Babies, or just have connections, or just got discovered. Like, you know, there are a lot of really skilled people that are, like, where we are in life, and seeing them on the stage TV and, like, talking in interviews is just, it's very interesting. And it's, like, as someone who has been pursuing music for quite a while now, it's, like, there are people here that have that that have a journey and like i have a fairly unique journey but i do still find like similarities like the feelings and being an artist especially with like the way that everything's online now and like tiktok and like how it's watered down musical performance and how things aren't valued the way they used to be because of that people are like oh well now you can get a platform you can have things really easily but now i'm like well but the content that you're platforming is getting a lot of views and isn't revolutionary or changing anything or is honestly hard to listen to yeah and i like the the fact that like tiktok influencers are standing up next to a-list a-list yeah a-list celebrities so weird to me it's never sat right like i think i'm not saying that like oh okay for example charlie d'amelio she blew up clearly on tiktok um she was getting a whole bunch of brain deals and great for her and, like, everything, you know, so there's been controversies, whatever, just past that, but the fact that, like, an influencer who did TikTok dances and made funny videos, and, like, everyone else, it, I'm not saying none of it isn't deserved, but the fact that they're standing up next to, A-li- again, A-list celebrities, it's just they're two completely different worlds, and you're mushing them together. Yeah, like, influencers, artists, like, they're all being, like, put in this one package and i'm like just because this person can 
do hand movements on TikTok doesn't mean they need to be staying as someone like Billie Eilish or Olivia Rodrigo or anyone with like a really large platform. And obviously, I'm not saying like these people are above them or anything. Yeah. But when you're being awarded for your artistry, for your craft, let's not put them there. And I think mm-hmm. there's a, I think you understand why we don't put them there. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, well, just okay, people went okay and like. 2010s people went from vime to youtube and that worked out great for like the dolan twins and the ab family and i'm just naming people that like i don't know logan and jake paul like it was yeah they my maverick shirt (laughs) (laughs) but i was just trying to say like moving from platform to platform is not like unheard of and it's definitely been beneficial because vine died and like the people i just named they blew up and like then now we have tiktokers because first it was musically some people move from vine to musically and youtube whatever um but seeing tiktokers go to youtube um like sorry i keep interrupting myself i keep having these thoughts but people like a lot of tiktokers are trying to bridge over into like the music scene the acting scene and i think it's very good to use your platform for that but to because some are upset that they're not getting the same attention and it's just like you were told you're good and you think you're great (sighs) which yeah (laughs) truth hurts doesn't it but another thing like i just wanted to talk about like long form content like it's gone so out of style if you're thinking about like like, I don't know. For me. I... Because I'm saying... I'm sure there were many... Like, okay. Markiplier. I didn't watch him. But Markiplier. I watched Alicia Marie. I love Alicia. Um, that whole gang. Lord Yai Wife. Um, she's now Mia Sayoko. I don't remember her old name. Um, who was it? Rosanna Pancino. Like, other family YouTubers. Bertaley, um, Kitty's Mama. Like, that kind of stuff I would sit and watch for so long. Like, it was so interesting, and I was so invested. And, like, you know, VidCon was huge, Playlist. Mm -hmm. And I never got to go to any of those events. I've never met any of those influencers. But I guess there is some sort of realm now. I guess the only, like, I don't know, but just, like, that long-form content... I think everyone wants Haven't to be an influencer. Yeah. I think that is a, a and, But that was also common when we were younger. Like, everyone was, like, if you ask, like, not our generation, our age group. Like, what do you mean? people who are now, like, 16 to 20, I think when we were younger, they say they wanted to be a YouTuber. Like, that was very common because... Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that, like, now it's, like, I, okay, and I this is, like, a made-up, this is probably a Kanye online term, but, like, there's kind of, like, this main character syndrome. Like, I know yeah. that's a tiktok term i don't care i'm on tiktok all the time Mm -hmm. and the thing is is like there's some truth to that like growing up when i was like really young i'd be right like writing poems i wrote like albums when i was a kid like whole concepts and stuff and i never published them anywhere permanently where i also uh, my parents we couldn't really like afford to get instruments when i was a kid Mm -hmm. and but i would write records and when i when i had access to piano i would go play piano when I had access to a guitar, I would go play guitar, figure out what I was going to do. And, you know, growing up, it was like, okay, this is, like, something that I'm actually invested in, something that I've been told I want to do, that I have potential and a future in, and things that, like, 
like I've been working really hard as a lyricist. I try to pave the way. I'm not trying to sound like everyone else. There's a lot of different aspects. If you listen to my music, it doesn't really sound like anything else out there, whether you like it or not. There's mm. something that you have to admit about it. And it's like now I'm seeing everyone post their music and it's almost a little discouraging because it's like yeah. it's like what's being bought is what sounds the same. And it's like I'm so glad there are some artists that are getting discovered now. Like Little Sims, she's brilliant. She is so, she would be big as any other female rapper if she would have um, taken her clothes off, mm-hmm. but she didn't, and that's honestly really brave of her. And the way that she's been, you know, showing herself, she's like, I'm an artist. I don't have to sexualize myself to get the attention I need. Of course, there are reasons for why women in the in the industry um, conduct themselves a certain way because of the male gaze and because of pressure, especially black women. A lot of black women are um, coerced, essentially, into presenting themselves a certain way to get the views they need. But overall, what I'm trying to say is it's just, like, there are people who are genuinely talented, and then there are people who are kind of climbing on a board. And mm-hmm. as someone who's made music for, or been creating, thinking, writing, um, it's a little, it's just a little discouraging overall. And it's, like, yeah. when I, like, something that I regret is, like, oh, man, I didn't have a YouTube channel when I was 12 and I didn't start posting when I was 27 I'm like well but I had so many other things I was doing and it, yeah. it makes me like feel guilty for not starting earlier and that's such a crazy thing because I'm still young but in our in my brain I feel like all everyone our age has this problem where we're like we should have done this or we should have done this but it's like no we were already doing other things yeah and it's like it's really I frustrating. think the thing is like then with YouTube and now with TikTok is so many people see like um like, oh, I should have started. The thing is, there were a ton of smaller YouTubers that, like, did get to, like, I don't know, maybe 10, 20K subscribers, but they never blew up. Right. Like, because I would see in comment sections and be like, oh, sub for sub, and I would actually go look at those YouTube channels. They had a good amount of, like, a good few thousand subscribers, but the people who make it to the top are so little. Right. And even if you did, I'm not going to say, like, oh, you would never have blown up, but... Everybody, a lot of people started somewhere, mm-hmm. and they just didn't make it in that, like, sense, like, with right. YouTube. And, yeah, like, there are even some people, like, locally that I know who got to, like, a couple thousand subscribers, and they had a following, and that's great, but unless you're, like, you have, like, a hundred thousand subscribers or more, and I don't know everything about, like, financial statistics and everything, but you're not going to make a whole bunch of money unless you get those brand deals and you have consistent viewers. And sometimes it's not even all about the, just the subscribers. Like, if you look at, like, this is another thing I was going to bring up. Like, there are, I feel like there are way more male YouTubers than female YouTubers oh, right yeah. now. Because the only people that I can really think of right now, not the only people, because I haven't been, like, actively searching for, con- like, YouTubers because I'm not on YouTube as much anymore because I just don't find it as in- interesting and maybe it's because my attention span's gone down but like the only female YouTuber that survived it's such a weird word but that continued with YouTube with long form content that I can think of is Sophia Nygaard oh yeah she's I listen to her stuff a lot yeah that's just, but I was gonna say like Mr. Beast like so many like even not I don't know a lot of people watch his videos and they're not even even subscribed but it's because that subscriber to like viewer ratio is insane and maybe like part of it is just like rewatch view or rewatch i don't know but i i don't know like because 
sit down videos, get ready with me's, um, skits, script writing. Um, that was huge, but now it's like this huge epic, like, we stood in a hole for 10,000 hours <laughs> yeah, type, type of things. Yeah. Like our, our brains have just become borderless. And so yeah. And here's the thing, too, is like, even with, okay, so you have like a million followers on TikTok and you're a musician. That doesn't mean you're going to walk the red carpet. Yeah. And that's such a scary thought. Imagine you're into one million and that's still not where you be. Like, unless, like, honestly, I wouldn't say you really made it as an artist until you have, like, not on TikTok, because not everyone's on TikTok, but until you've actually performed in, like, recognized places, I think that's when you've made it. I, that's, that's my personal definition of, like, made it. Like, mm-hmm. I think when you've performed in recognized places, you have made it as an artist, whether you were a good artist or not. And here's the thing is, like, I've also noticed this on TikTok, like, people are writing music about, like, how am I going to say this? Things sound like infographics. Mm-hmm. Music now sounds, like, people will, like, be, like, taking an event, and they'll be, like, like, I've heard lyrics, like, white unless you're unless you're white male or whatever and i'm just like why would you write that in a song like that sounds like a speech yeah i think some of it is more like it's not as poetic it's not or poetic. metaphorical it's, not it's like it's like you sound like an infographic like i never I, thought about it like that okay, oh my god okay this is just, it irks me as a songwriter mm-hmm. like i mean you know my politics are inject that into every aspect i'm like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna out, outright sw- outright <laughs> say the patriot women are dying women are dying women are bro- no i'm not gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna poetically translate it for you i'm gonna yeah. add metaphors and layers i'm not gonna leave something and i'm not saying or like you can incorporate you can say that, that but you cannot like i've heard so many songs of women on guitar or like piano and being like unless you're white straight cis male you know does anyone care about you and women are dying and we're getting killed i'm like i'm like okay okay brother breathe please breathe let's make the woman something else let's make her like why are you you're telling me what to think i don't need to tell what to think as an artist it drives me crazy one thing with like look if you're gonna be blunt or like you're gonna like okay olivia rodrigo the way that she writes right i really like the way olivia rodrigo writes like i'm not even someone who like is obsessed with like heartbroken like writing about love and stuff like that but she does it in a unique way something that i think she I think they do it to where, like, the general eye can understand, but sometimes, I guess, like, you dove into, like, Melanie Martinez. Like, it takes a little bit more than just listening to the song. I think what, like you said, Taylor and Olivia do really well is they use those metaphorical senses, and sometimes some people won't pick up on them, but they appeal, for one, and it doesn't, I mean, I guess part of it it doesn't take a whole bunch of like mind to really i guess what what's the word grasp yeah and yeah because i know like i've heard um taylor drops like a bunch of easter eggs in some of her songs which i think is fun for the fans you know yeah like but yeah interesting like like you know and i know like like olivia rodrigo like she writes about love in a way where it's like like love and like the teenage experience and it's mm-hmm. like it's so fun to listen to because she's like being blunt about it like i i love brutal so much mm-hmm. I, I sent you the live performance yeah like, all the, i it's love brutal because it's she's like, she's good lyrically mm-hmm. and she's good like melody wise vocally she's and that's the thing too is like you know as an artist it's like we need to keep expecting you can do more than just sing 
You yeah. Know what I mean? If you can sing, cover, do covers all the time. Yeah. But as an artist, I want you. I want you to like. I want you to create a world for me. Like when we saw Olivia Rodrigo, it's like. I'm back in my room. I'm like throwing things at the wall. I'm pissed, and then I'm sitting down. I'm like in on the bathroom floor. Yeah, and it's kind of like you're like narrating your song. Oh yeah. And I like I guess just in the defense of newer songwriters, I guess like part of it is that constructive criticism part. I'm not like for me. I think it's great that some people. I mean, you might disagree. Some people just try to float their way into the music world, and I think it's experience. And maybe it's because you started really young. You had those when no one was watching. Mm, But, I don't know. Like you said, people need new things sometimes. And when you're recreating the same... Well, like you said, all music is like... It goes back to the same chords, mostly. Yes, I actually... I showed you that. Yeah, there's... um, What was it? I think it was Ed Sheeran who showed that, like... Mm -hmm. The top 50 can typically play within four chords. Yeah. And like, yeah, and it's a whole, like, the whole music realm, I've been influenced by you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all from you. Like, I've, like, listened to songs on my own, obviously, of course, like, and, like, developed arvi- art- ooh, artists that I like. But, you know that thing where people, like, listen to songs first, like, the whole thing, then they listen to the beat, and then they listen to the lyrics, and then it has a different meaning at the, meaning at the very end. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know. There's just a whole different perspective that you have that's very fresh. That I think I for people sure, for that sure. aren't musically inclined, I guess, mm-hmm. see. But yeah, I also think that's pretty cool that people have that about different things. Like, I don't know. There's an art to literally everything. Yeah, there there is, and then you can interpret. People like different things, of course, and you know, it's just like I think the new age. People have told me so many times, like, oh, you're so lucky you're in this generation and you make music. Like, everyone who makes music who is, like, having the opportunity now because of TikTok. And I'm like, mm, no, no, it, it doesn't make life easier. It just makes those who appeal to a general audience, like, it makes their life maybe a little bit easier. But even then, you might not blow up. Like, it's not like, oh, if you want to be an artist, it's totally plausible now. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different world. Times have, times have changed, but it's not like everything's easier. So. Mm-hmm. We can go ahead and start wrapping this up. Um, yeah. It's been really good discussing It's been a good ride. I think we, like, <laughs> I was very energetic in the very beginning. <laughs> but it's just kind of, you know, it's the end of the roller coaster. Yeah. And, and I mean, this was about hair. So if yes. any of you are considering cutting your hair. I'd say do it. There's do that it. saying. I will that's hype like, you up in the comment section. <laughs> There's that saying. It's like, shave your head once a, like at least once so you can tell your kids you did it i think it's more like just so you could like so you can do it for yourself you know absolutely and i think because i don't think i could ever shave my head one because of the back of my head is so flat from being in an orphanage for the first year of my life but <laughs> i think just doing something that helps because like girls get fa- made fun of for cutting and dyeing their hair as soon as they break up. But it's a part of, like, having control of your life. Like, it's part yeah. of yourself that you and have also, control like, of. He, it's hair he hasn't touched, right? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. No, wait. It took me a minute. But. Okay. But. That's what I meant. Um, yeah, I think just. It's important to do something for yourself. That gives you a little rush every once in a while. To make life feel fresh. Yeah. Um, and, like you know express yourself uh sometimes 
what people think of you should not be valued much as what you want to think of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you've heard this a million times over, but you will never be able to please the entire world. Yeah. People will always have something to say. Yes, absolutely. So. That's why I hate Twitter. <laughs> on that note, um, go listen to Dahlia's music um, and the podcast. Um, again, that's Syrian Siren, Dally on Spotify. New EP, not EP, new single coming out January 5th um, of 2023. I have not said that out loud yet. And um, Conversations with the Coalition. Um, Instagram is LRCH Fanco. Feminist Coalition. Feminist Coalition. I almost got it. But yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Bye, all. Bye.